On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we are currently watching the game. Uh, the Lightning just started the third period against their tilt against the Carolina Hurricanes, currently up 3-2. to two. We talk about the game thus far and what our predictions will be for the game going forward. How will this one end? All that and more, but first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I just want to make, thank each and every one of you for making us your first listen of the day. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we are jumping right into it during the third period of Lightning's Tilt. Uh, we are recording this Thursday, so if you're listening to this Friday, uh, we are recording this during the third period of the Lightning's game against the Carolina Hurricanes. They are currently leading 3-2, to Nikita Kucherov with a fantastic goal to in the closing seconds or the closing minutes actually power play goal tonight at a coach that's nine straight games with a point and yeah this game was very important obviously the hurricanes are a very good team i kind of old undersold them on the previous podcast when i when a previous episode excuse me when when i discussed um you know, things to look out for with this team uh, or kind of things to look out for going into this game. And really, the reason why I undersold Carolina is because they're one of those teams where I feel like they have the dames that have the potential. And that's kind of like the story with a lot of teams in the National Hockey League is that they have the names uh, that could potentially eventually score, do a lot of good things for them. But you don't see it consistently. Uh, I think that's the the one thing when you talk about young teams with a lot of talent is that they they have all these players that could do a lot of good things, but you don't see it consistently. And I feel like the Hurricanes are that team where you you see the the core of players there uh, they have a number of guys that could hurt you. Uh, one name that comes to mind is Andrei Svetsnikov. One of these years, when he retires, I'll, I'll be able to consistently pronounce his name correctly. Uh, but thus far, other than the first period, um, the Lightning have played a very fantastic game thus far. Um, Carolina is outrageously out shooting uh the lightning as of now 37 and 19 with 1650 left in the third period and i'm not upset about it maybe if the lightning were not winning this game and they weren't do they were doing the usual things that we see out of this team maybe i'd be upset but i i have to say i am very optimistic uh given what we saw out of this team uh in, in the previous game on 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 Wednesday, uh, Tuesday night, excuse me. So really the things that are clicking for the lightning tonight is that they have been capitalizing on their power play chances two for four tonight. And you can't get much better than that. Obviously you can, you could go four to four, but I am perfectly fine with, with 50%. Uh, 
and and the the thing that really you could see, you know, I I I, I killed the lightning on the last couple of pods about their inability. Well, technically all season long, and and really over the last three years, but the lightning, their inability to change not only from game to game, make adjustments, but in-game adjustments. And what we've seen out of this Tampa team tonight uh, were a lot of adjustments, very slightly uh, well-executed adjustments throughout the course of this game. Um, And the thing that really stands out to me thus far is that, yes, they started out on the wrong foot. Uh, The goal that they gave up in the first period that gave Carolina the first goal of the game was, you know, a a stereotypical lightning mistake, uh, turning over the puck in your own zone. And they've done that quite a bit in this game. But what they have done to kind of save themselves has played very good defense uh, and giving Vasilevsky a chance to make the save. And he has been fantastic tonight. Uh, uh, 36 of 37, uh, 36 of 37 shots saved. So, you know, little bit of a vintage Vasilevsky performance thus far. Uh, hopefully we could kind of see him carry this over into future games. Uh, but, you know, right now with Vasilevsky, we're taking it day by day because, you know, with the whole thing with the schedule and, and we'll get a, we'll get into kind of that as to maybe why the Lightning have struggled immensely to begin the season. But uh, getting back to this game, yeah, I, I think Tampa is starting to, to maybe wake up and see the error of their ways. Uh, the thing that I really like about Tampa in this game is that you kind of see in in games past and even seasons past where Tampa Bay makes a mistake and either they overcompensate or they you see some sort of panic or, or sluggishness to react. In this game, the thing that has really impressed me with, with the Lightning is they haven't overstretched themselves. They They haven't overexerted themselves. They haven't done too much. They've stuck to really the basics, uh, not overcomplicated things defensively. And that goes for things on the offensive side. And I have really, really gotten to the point when I've spoken about this, where it's really at this point beating a dead horse. And Tampa has really played for the most part by lightning standards, uh, a very well-sounding game. And I think that really all they need to do going forward is continue that. And I think that if they could do that as they, they're starting to pick it up here uh, with 14 and change left in the third period, uh, if they could do that, if they continue to to keep the game uh, at where it is in terms of playing their style and what their style tonight is, is not overextending themselves. If they could do that consistently throughout the course of this game, they should be able to win this game for two. Uh, you know, uh, with a that's 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 if they get an open open goal opportunity, which they will. I would imagine that Brenda Moore is going to pull the goalie probably at two minutes, which I I have never personally agreed with. But yeah, I I think an all around good game. You're seeing contributions from everybody on the team. Um, the defensive, the defensive core. I love what we've seen out of them. Uh, I said on the last episode that really, it was very important for Tampa to to get everybody involved uh, from their blue liners. Given that Hedman is not playing uh, and he's not playing tonight for the second straight game, uh, 
with an upper body injury. Hopefully it's nothing too crazy where this won't keep him out for too long. Maybe I would imagine Cooper is probably just is probably just taking some precautions, realizing let's just let's just get him get over whatever he he's going through right now. And then so we have him for the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, I love what what guys like Hayden Fleury are doing. Perbix is even getting involved. He has no shots on net, but Perbix doesn't. That's not Perbix's game yet. Uh, I kind of threw this out to a listener on Twitter uh, earlier today, saying, you know, Perbix really. I'm not looking for huge contributions out of him. If he, if he comes out, scores a couple of goals, that's fine. That's great. That's all well and good. But we all know when Bo- when Hedman becomes healthy again. And especially when when Bogosian is healthy and ready to go, that Perbix will probably be uh, the odd man out. But other than that, Sergachev, another uh, goal tonight, um, 11 points in 10 games this year. Um, uh, Eric Chernak also doing a lot of good things. I mean, he's Eric, Eric Chernak slowly but surely is filling the role of what Ryan McDonough was the last couple of seasons or really pretty much McDonough's entire tenure uh, in Tampa Bay. So you're starting to see that evolution. I mean, that game was always there for Chernak, but you're starting to see him really assume that role as sort of the defensive quarterback. Uh, Just basically, I I, kind of equivalent, uh, kind of the equivalent of like the sheriff out there on the ice, which yeah, Victor Hedman, uh, all around great defenseman, but you know you're going to need a guy who's going to comp- need to complement him on the ice in the defensive core uh, by by laying down the law out there, doing a lot of the small things right, and that's Eric Chernak. But yeah, we'll talk about more about the game in the sec uh, in the second segment uh, in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about today's sponsor, and that is Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like bur- burglaries package thefts spike nationally. I mean, a lot of us who who live in houses or even have seen the commercials, we all know this is nothing new to us. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system. That's more that's so families can feel safe, secure this holiday season order. Your Simply Safe system for half off today enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. That's why I love it. You know, I have a couple of friends that have this and they're absolutely in love with it. They, I had one friend, I was telling them, you know, the show is sponsored by simply safe now. And they're saying, are you kidding me? They should have simply safe is amazing. Uh, my life, I, I feel so much safer now and, and really they have small children. So I will take their word for it. And, and I love all the features that simply safe has just like uh, simply safe uh, professional standing by 24 seven, to help you. And it's tech support staff. So if you have an issue with the product or have a question, they're right there to answer all your questions. And the best thing that I love absolutely is that Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for the third year in a row. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash NHL. That's simply safe slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like simply safe. So jumping back into the action, uh, we are now at 1225 left in the third period. Uh, starting to become somewhat of a stalemate. You kind of see the hurricanes. They've been they've been skating pretty well at this point. 
up until this point all game long. And you're starting to see a little bit gas, more gassed of a team. And this is where the Lightning need to take it up a notch, believe it or not. You know, this is where with 12.25 left, you throw a number one up there. You throw another one up there on the board and you, you be that'll be allow you to kind of maybe sit back, relax just a little bit. Obviously, don't take the, the, the foot right off the pedal completely because you don't want to do that. And you don't want to get caught with your pants down. As Corey Perry, speak of the devil. Uh, is going to the box right now for slashing. So the Carolina Hurricanes will go in the power play. But uh, I like what the Lightning have been doing on the power play tonight thus far. Um, like I said, I think Tampa has played a very well-rounded game up into this point. Uh, up into this point, Carolina is one for four on the power play. And what Tampa needs to start doing, you know, it's no secret Carolina is a very good Face-off team up until this point, they have won 62% on the night where Tampa is only at 38. And Tampa needs to put more of an emphasis, not that they haven't already, but this is where they really need to. You've heard the expression in baseball, small play small ball. Uh, that's what I want to see for the, for the remaining uh, 12 minutes of this game is, is play small hockey. Do the little things right. Don't try to make the big play, uh, especially when on the zone entries. Uh, you know, take care of the puck, uh, set up the offensive attack, and and just cycle it around. Cycle your players around. Wear out that hurricane defense. And if you could do that, uh, you'll be able to get a lot of chances uh, and limit the chances up in front of Vasilevsky. Because I've started to see a trend as the game has gone on is that and we've seen this with Tampa this is you know there we're no stranger if you've been watching Tampa uh a lot or you know you're bound to pick up on this that uh one of the things that they do not do well and this apps I think this is one of the things that makes me crazier than anything else that I've ranted about on this show is that especially when Vasilevsky's on it almost seems as though they kind of exhale. And when I see that, that worries me because yes, your, your goaltender is one of the best, if not the best, in my opinion, I think he is the best. And I would be, I would be surprised if, if there was a lot of people that thought otherwise, but the best goaltender in the world right now. And you never want to have a situation where your team kind of just is has that mentality and says, well, you know what, we're, we got 88 and that we're going to kind of not, not consciously at least, but dial it back just a little bit as, as Tampa is trying to clear the puck and they successfully do with 18 seconds left on the power play. And, that was the other thing that I failed to mention. I'll talk about it just a little bit. The the lightnings, um, what I've really seen a big, uh, seen a, a big change from them tonight. They've gotten better and better of uh, clearing the zone. But yeah, uh, Tampa really needs to help out their goaltender. I feel like a lot of times we see this more so often with, when when Elliot's been in net, which you know the guy doesn't play every day, so you're kind of behind the eight ball with him. To begin a game, I feel like it takes a backup goalie 
almost a little bit longer to get acclimated to the flow of the game. Um, you know, there's only so much he could do uh, between starts, uh, especially when you when you're playing behind Andre Vasilevsky, you're not going to get a lot of live action games uh, game. So shots in there. So, yeah, it, it's very important that you do the things in front of him. Uh, don't allow too much congestion on the doorstep. And what brings me to my other point is clear the zone and do it in a smart way. Because what I have seen with Tampa uh, more times tonight, but like I said, they have gotten better. And as I say that, uh, they're trying to clear the zone and they pass it. They turn it over right in front of Vasilevsky. And that's the thing that really I think is going to be the huge Achilles heel. Uh, for Tampa down the road. I think that, you know, all the problems that I have spoken about on this show, especially on the last episode, all those problems that we saw really bubble together at the surface for Tampa simultaneously uh, against Ottawa. The one thing that I think that it's one of those situations where you just can't take a team out of their habit um, this team loves the pass. They love to make the long passes. They love, they they they're just a team who wants to get everybody involved on a play to start the breakout, uh, especially in their own zone. And that is also kind of their their kryptonite. And like I said, their Achilles heel is they they make too many passes. They mess around way too much to where we see that on the power play, but more so we see that in their own zone, which leads to odd man chances right in front of Vasilevsky where he has to make the spectacular save or it leads to chances like what we saw with Seth Jarvis uh, to get the first goal of the game for Carolina. So really, yeah, and we saw here uh, during this power play to wrap up the power play for for Carolina, um, Tampa made a couple of ill ill dis, uh, ill choice uh, passes on the ice. So really they need to clean that out. But I don't think that's something – that they're going to be able to knit in the butt real, you know, this season. I think though, if they can fix everything else, you know, if they could become a 45% face-off team, if they could become a 33% or near 33% power play team, because let's face it, you know, the, the league, what you've seen over the last couple of years, it, the refs are calling a lot more penalties it's going to, it's already a huge, the man advantage is already a huge part of the game now, but it's going to be become even more so a factor down the road. I, I really think that, you know, I don't remember off the top of my, off the top of my head who led the league in power play percentage last year, but I think they were a fringe playoff team. But what you're going to see uh, it, going forward, and I think really you're going to see a lot this year is that the teams who are the best are at the power play or in the top 15 at least, or I would say even the top 10. I think if, you, if you're if you a team that finishes in the top 15, top 10 power play percentage, your chances of being a highly competitive team are, is going to be very high. So the Lightning definitely want to take uh, their chances when they can and capitalize on those chances. So, and that really all goes back to puck possession because I think that's really what the the root cause of all this dis- discombobulation that is the Tampa offense and defense. Just their their whole two hundred foot game summarized is that Tampa, in order for them to succeed, 
they're going to need to take better care of the puck in order uh, to win games and be successful on special teams. So wrapping things up, yeah, uh, you know, we still have some time left in the game here. Um, You know, still a lot of hockey to be played. Uh, We have 845 left in the period. Uh, Tampa just killed another power play. So now that makes Carolina one for five on the night. And what I think is helping Tampa really right now is that, yeah, where they're falling. And this always seems like this is, this is always really the trend with this team, which is I do get frustrated with them when it comes to them not doing the job in the face-off circle because you can't fail at all aspects of the game. You know, you, you have to at least check off some boxes, you know, on, on, on nights where Tampa's not getting a lot of shots off or they're not doing what they're, they're not being efficient on the power play. You know, if they were being, if they were winning face-offs, if they were winning the face-off battle, I'd be fine with those other two. As long as, you know, maybe if it's a close game like this one, if Tampa's winning three, two, I, I think really what it comes down to is that Tampa slowly but surely, I've spoken about this on other episodes as well, is that Tampa, what they eventually need to do is they need to continue, not only continue, but emphasize small hockey. Look, you know, I, I've been one of those, those people in hockey that have always said that, you know, the numbers don't tell it, don't tell the entire story. And to a certain degree, they don't. But at a certain point, Tampa needs to start looking at the stat sheet uh, after the game and and kind of do some soul searching. You know, I, I think, like I said at the top of this episode, I really think Tampa has done a phenomenal job thus far tonight. I think that there's still a lot of work to get done to where we can confidently look at this team and and be confident that they're going to come into games and be able to carry over this performance, uh, not only against lower tier teams, but against top teams such as Carolina. Because if if Tampa could bring this this kind of momentum, this kind of intensity, uh, this kind of discipline that we saw tonight against Carolina, because you know what, if they end up losing this game, which right now I don't think they will, um, just by the way they're playing and the way things are trending, if they could carry this over, into the next couple of weeks, especially on Tuesday night when they played the Edmonton Oilers. I I really think that they will be putting themselves in a good spot for the month of November. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. You know, like, like I said, they have to look at the stat sheet. They have to really start checking off the boxes. They really have to start being honest with themselves as a team and as well as also this, this coaching staff. They really have to be honest with themselves about where do they want to succeed? Where do they know they could succeed? Uh, what are their strengths and and what do they and what other spots do they know that, yeah, we're not going to go out there and be the best team in this. But if we could just be mediocre at best, we're going to give our chance to win hockey games. So it's going to be very curious to see how this team continues to evolve over the course of the season, over the course of November. I'm, I really don't want to look at the rest of the season because we have a long ways, long ways to go for this hockey team. Uh, because you know they're you're starting to see players starting to to get it, uh, and as I say that, as we're we're talking about things, uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, tied up on a unassisted goal from Brady Shea. Uh, my feed just currently went out in the background, so I'm trying to see if we could get that back on track so I could actually talk about it. 
But yeah, I, I just not really too surprised though by this this shift and this looks like this was a shorthanded goal i mean i was following along yeah this is a shorthanded goal uh not too surprised by that either i mean listen i i said this team was playing uh, I, I said this team was playing well i didn't say that all their problems were fixed uh i i really think that really this is this is what it comes off to uh comes comes off comes down to is that tampa really needs to buckle down and i feel like sometimes especially with Vasilevsky and that they they get too comfortable they get too content and and so i'm i'm back to the goal so um, i'm gonna see what happened i would assume if i had to guess is that they gave up the the puck in their own zone um trying to clear it out so we'll we'll have to see for the replay so uh Carolina gets the puck in, in their own zone. They bring it up the ice uh, and they shuffle it around. So it was just a simple shot from the high slot from Brady Shea off the pass from that looked like from Ajo. Uh, and I don't see any deflection there. I did see a Carolina defender in front of Vasilevsky. And um, you know what? I, I might be able to see another angle and I'll talk about it on the next episode, but I, I really think that, wow. I, I think that Vasilevsky should have, should have, should have saved that. There should have been, you know, he didn't really have much traffic there, you know, unless there was some sort of deflection that we're not seeing um, from this angle that they showed us on the, on the, uh, on the broadcast, you know, that's, that's a situation where your goaltender, I hate to say it, let you down. Now, if, if I look at another angle, uh, on the next episode, I'll come out with one tomorrow night. So keep an eye out for that, talking more about this game. But if, you know, that's a situation where Vasilevsky is the top guy for a reason and your team looks to you in those situations. Um, <clears throat> so really, your, your top guy let you down in that situation. Uh, and we've seen Vasilevsky uh, give up those kind of goals, whether it be early in games or crucial moments in games such as this one. Uh, so we got 520 left in this game, and uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, my my pick, though, for tonight's hero of the game, I'm going to have to go back to Cooch. He already has a goal tonight. Uh, he's been playing his butt off to start the season. Uh, my only issue with Cooch, and I know a lot of people are going to say, well, you're nitpicking just a little bit. Uh, I would like to see him engage for a full game. I feel like there's moments where he just disappears, and then there's moments. And, and I know that's kind of maybe – due to his style of play how he he almost somewhat just floats around and see how much space he could create for himself whether he's with the puck or not and and maybe that's part of it maybe it's just that his game is so unassuming and his style of play is so unassuming so but i would like to have see him more ha, have more of an impact uh you know i i, I and i want to i want to be able to say cooch did this in the first uh, he made a couple of good plays in the first. He had a couple of good shots in the second, and he made a big contribution in the third. Uh, I want, yeah, like I said, I want to see him contribute consistently for an entire game. Now, the one thing I want to say about Cooch in tonight's game, he's had three shots uh, thus far in 20 minutes of ice time. If we look at the playoffs last year, uh, Kucherov and this team play a lot better when he's kind of. He, I don't want him taking shots on shots on shots, but uh, one thing that we know about this Lightning team and Nikita Kucherov is that he's 
when when he is very assertive, uh, good things happen. As long as uh, you're getting a dynamic attack, I don't have a problem if Kucherov's taking five shots a night. Uh, I don't have a problem if in the last couple of minutes of the game we see some sort of urgency out of him and he starts to, he 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 tallies a couple maybe two or three shots uh, to end the game because I know he has the talent. Uh, to pick corners and and sneak ones by sneak ones by uh, the goaltender. So we'll see. Hopefully this game uh, does not go to overtime. Hopefully the Lightning could win this game in regulation, get some extra rest, and prep for their next game on on Saturday night. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.